live from the Hilton Garden Inn, Medford, Oregon South. It is the New West Guitar Group, broadcasting from the Crater Lake Room here. And greetings, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this episode of High Action. I am with my buddies here on the road in the New West Guitar Group, Perry Smith. Hello. And Will Braun. Hey. It's great to be here. It's great to be on the road. When we started the podcast, it was... It was just unfathomable that we'd even be back doing a lot of this touring. And here we are. It's in full swing. And we are now up in Southern Oregon playing uh, for the Brit Festival and the Siskiyou Music Project, a gig which uh, actually, Perry, we have a little bit of history with these folks up here, don't we? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Ed Dunsavage has been sort of our main connection in this area. And he's brought us down to Southern Oregon a bunch, whether it's been Siskiyou Institute or um, he helped us get the Green Show with the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. So yeah, this has been a really fun area for New West to perform in over the years. Indeed, and especially for Will and I, because for those who are listening and who may or may not know, Will and I are native Oregonians, so it's fun coming back home to all the gray skies, isn't it, Will? Yep, feels like home, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, you know, we thought we'd take the opportunity today with all of us in the same place to kind of gather a discussion Um, like we have on the road a lot, where we often are planning our next trip and uh, analyzing what we've been doing and talking about the gigs. Um, And it's like we were saying, it's, it's super nostalgic to be up here. I feel like there's been some things that over the years have gotten easier for touring for the New West Guitar Group. And then there's been some stuff that's been a little harder. Um, You know, the unique thing, you guys, about this trip is in the past, we probably would have got a rental car in LA and made our way all the way up the five Mm -hmm. and played every venue we could. But that's changed a little bit, hasn't it, Perry? Yeah, because the price of rental cars are like through the freaking roof. Mm -hmm. So instead, I'll take three flights to get from Brooklyn to Medford, and it still is probably going to work out to be cheaper. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. But also, it's, it's, you know... When we tour by road, when we're out there playing a lot of gigs, I mean, you know, Will, you remember this too, when we were getting going with this band, that was an opportunity for us to be sort of not just gigging, but also rehearsing and trying out a lot of new music. And it's been fun on this tour. I mean, Will, we were talking about this yesterday, just getting back into this music and playing as a group. Uh, The last time was last August, but this is really our first set of trio dates in a while. Yeah, and our first date, we're, we're not packing up, unpacking in a new city, and we can just, you know, have a three-hour rehearsal, ideally, hopefully, fingers crossed, two days in a row. That's so, right. you know. That's right. Yeah. So, anyway, it's, it's just great to be back up here. And, you know, I, th- I thought it'd be kind of fun for us, again, talking about being on the road. And for some of our listeners, I mean, it is a common question that we get when we're out there clinicking or when we're talking to a lot of our friends, you know, what are some suggestions that you have to getting on the road, making it a little bit easier and maybe it'd be kind of fun. We could all go around the circle and give one of our, I don't know, a travel hack that helped us get here a little bit easier this time. Mm, travel hacks. Mm-hmm. I'll start. Yeah. Well, you only need two pairs of shoes. You need your concert shoes and you need your Nikes to do everything else in. That's a travel hack. Mm, there yeah. You go. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, I guess I would also say that um, I'm a fan of bringing the guitar on the plane, if you can. I have a 175. It's not the, you know, 
largest, like a Super 400 or an L5, I can kind of carry it with me a little easier. But I had three flights out on Delta, and the guitar fit in the closet on each one, and everybody was so nice. So my travel hack is to try to take the guitar on the plane and check the suitcase, because if I'm going to lose something, I'd rather lose my clothes than my guitar. Mm. Well, and, you know, this kind of brings us maybe to an informal sponsor today um, as we keep gathering interest from some companies for sponsorship here on the New West Guitar Group. Uh, you know, cases are really important to us, and I actually choose to at least fly with one guitar checked, and the only case that I will ever check a guitar in safely is the Calton cases. And New West, we, we endorse Calton cases. We've, we've definitely used uh, several of them for many, many years, and I'm just in the process of replacing my L5 case. So today, informally, we uh, have this episode sponsored by Calton Case. And yeah, I traveled with my Calton. I, I have to check the L5 because the L5 is so large. There's no way I can get it on the plane reasonably. I mean, I can kind of fit it in a gig bag. And then in New West, I also carry a baritone guitar. And the baritone will definitely fit in the uh, in the cabin, but that's that's a question not only other pros ask. You know, we talk about this a lot, but what are the ways that we can travel a little bit easier with all of these instruments? Because it's just it's such a major stressor for us. And I know Perry was saying something interesting. You felt like flying out here was a little easier because people were just kind of in a little bit of a better mood the other day. But yeah, I don't know if it was the mask mandate being lifted or just. Uh, it was reinstated again today? I think it was. I think the DOJ reinstated it. Oh, man. Yeah. We're in a topsy-turvy world. Boy. Well, maybe on the way back they won't be so kind, but everybody was in a great mood on the flight, it seemed. Right. right. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, you know, we... It's so funny, you guys. I, was, I went to Mexico last month, and I was on an unnamed airline that um, uh, rhymes with Blue Knighted. And uh, they, they, I just... I tell you, they just, you know, I'm trying to make the life easier for the gate agent by going to the gate agent and saying, hey, you know, let's, let's just gate tag the guitar and put it with the strollers because I see the flights booked. And they insisted that it got checked, like wow. checked, checked. Wow. So I went up the ladder and talked to a supervisor. And, you know, for those listening who've been in this situation, I mean, it can be a real pivotal mo moment for a touring musician because we're all a little tired on the road. We all can get a little bit of... Uh, testy with stuff and you know it's so important to just keep your cool i mean a lot unfortunately a lot of these airline employees of course are struggling a lot these days it's a really tough gig to have but i've always had good luck for the most part being able to gate check the guitar if there's not enough room in the overhead bin and uh, on this time out here i flew uh, into central oregon and um, got a car and came down here and was on some smaller planes that you just cannot fit a guitar in the overhead bin so Again, check out Calton Cases if you're going to be checking a guitar. But, you know, we also, I mean, kind of all three of us have gone through other cases like mono cases, Reunion Blues cases. Will, you seem to dig yeah. Reunion Blues a lot these days, right? Reunion Blues is really solid. I would say that would, safety-wise, would probably be second to Calton. Mm -hmm. um, I checked my Martin OMC 2080 in a Reunion Blues dreadnought case under the plane, and it's just fine. It's so, cool. hey. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's always something that we're working with, and these days getting back into touring, it's just been a whole shift getting back into this. Um, but back to Oregon a little bit, and the reason that we're up here working with the Brit Festival, uh, we were fortunate enough back in 2009, we got to come up here with New West. This was unfortunately before Will was in the band, 
And we actually got to open up at the Brit Festival, which is a smaller music festival here in Southern Oregon, for the Diana Krall Quartet. And man, that was such a fun night. It was, but do you remember what happened right when we got on stage to perform? Oh, yeah. I couldn't get my amp to turn on. That's right. And we had a whole lengthy sound check, and like everything was, you know, everything was set up just right. And I, I don't remember what it was, but remember I couldn't get it to turn on. Yeah. And then we looked back at one of her uh, one of her texts, and somebody had flipped the switch on the um, power outlet yeah. on oh. the strip. Yeah. So I was just like turning the amp on and off in the standby and fiddling with it. And there's like what three thousand people out there. Yeah, and also I remember Brady Cohen um, was trying to get the DI set right because he was playing acoustic, and we plugged into their DI. And they couldn't get it right. And it was, boy, it was, it was definitely a learning experience for us because in a way, we've always said New West is an awesome opening band because we don't have a big back line of drums and keyboards and stuff. Yeah. And we can really just go set up and play. And I remember us talking at that time about how, you know, maybe we should go do more um, opening slots for people. But that was amazing. I think we were at 3,000 people there that night or something. Is that my bad? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and Diana was amazing. And I remember Jeff Hamilton was playing with him that night and Anthony Wilson. Uh, it was such a great, such a great band. So we have some history in Southern Oregon. And, you know, again, kind of continuing on our theme today of being on the road here in Oregon. And for a lot of our listeners who are working on booking gigs again and getting out there, I think that this gig is a good example, you guys, as we were talking about last night, about how important it is to establish rapport with a festival or a presenter um, and then you establish that over a long period of time and it gets easier in some ways to come back to some of these markets you know and I, I feel like Ed Dunsavage who's a great guitar player here in Ashland um, is an example of this for New West and I'm trying to think Perry who are some other people like that for New West that have been supporters of ours who are presenters uh, concert promoters out there yeah, well, I would say uh, Woody Wilson, you know, in the sort of Phoenix, Tempe area is another great example of that. Uh, Peter Hendrickson um, in Colorado is basically becoming that for us in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, and, you know, various people that we've connected with over the years, but none of them are maybe quite as strong as, uh, as Ed Dunsavage here in Southern Oregon. Maybe Rick Kreiser in Bakersfield and some other people who have really helped over the years, but... Yeah, it's, it's a shorter list than I think we'd like because we've all been kind of trying to arrange our schedule between other gigs that we're doing and other responsibilities we have outside of New West. So right. we don't play as much as we used to, but I think we're setting ourselves up for more quality performances. Right. Yeah, and, and you know the, the importance of really connecting to the audience in the area. You know, I think we've thought over the years a lot about our repertoire and Southern Oregon is one of those areas where I feel like places like this inspire us to choose different repertoire. In the past, with New West, we did all, almost all original music for a while. I would say that 2007 to 2012 period was almost entirely original music. And then after that, we started doing some arrangements. But tunes like Wichita, Lineman, and some of the stuff that is a little bit more folksy we've found in these areas, just people absolutely love it. I mean, Will, has it inspired you a little bit to think about the tunes that you've brought in to the group or the style of, mm. of tune that we bring into the group? Yeah, maybe uh, separating the, the tune styles into 
more jazz-oriented tunes and more soundscape-oriented tunes, which I think New West has a good amount of both of those types. Mm-hmm. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing about originals that is, is a tough reality is that not every song you write is going to be great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just like some songs really kind of stand the test of time in our group, and then other originals, it's like they don't stack up necessarily to playing the standard or playing like a really you know, popular song that's just a great song. It's hard to write a really good song, yeah. you know? Yeah. And yeah, definitely during the years that you mentioned, John, we were just pumping out original music and really kind of being dedicated to that, which was really important to developing the sound and the foundation and the direction of the group, but not all those songs were as strong as other choices we could make. So at times, it would leave our audiences a little, like, not as engaged. Yeah. Or confused. Confused, yeah. And and I remember people coming up and being like, wow, what kind of jazz is this? Or, you know, this reminds me of acoustic alchemy, you know, which we get that sometimes still. Yeah, but think know. about some of the originals we're still playing in the group. They've been around for some of them a decade we've been playing. Or more. Yeah. Yeah, Crooked Railroad is going on 13 years now. Shadow Play, yeah, probably around the same. Thir- Shadow Play was 07. So, yeah, we're looking at 15 years on Shadow Play. Yeah, and again, for, you know, bringing it back to everybody who's checking out High Action, you know, a theme of this group, of, of New West, a theme of the podcast is, is always developing and searching and building. And I don't know, there's nothing like getting on the road and doing a lot of the creative building and arranging beyond what we all do at home. But when you're on the road and get the audience response and we get it built into the set, and all three of us just get the energy, because there's, there's an energy that's kind of also exhaustion when we're on the road that gets into the music and helps the show even in a funny way, kind of sound tighter, and you know, it, it's, it's an awesome experience. And I, it, it, something over the years that I've always found at these clinics, you guys, is a lot of students are asking about the point of going on the road versus mm-hmm just sitting around and doing a lot of social media, you know? It's a little ironic, because here we are on social media talking to everybody. On the road. Yeah, but I know (laughs) on the road, on the road. But at the same time, like, just being on the road, right, Will? I mean, you you said back in the day in 2015 when you joined the band, this was one of the first road experiences you had where you weren't just playing somebody else's music, you were also crafting the music Mm -hmm. while we were on the road, too, right? I think... In order to develop your thing or the group's thing or whatever thing it might be, you have to take it on the road a lot. I think I would argue that's the only way to really get 100% inside the craft that you're taking out is to take it on the road. Mm-hmm. Right. Indeed. Yeah. 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 And I mean, we, we love these areas in, in the U.S. are so cool because in a way, I mean, we're just far enough from L.A. and New York for it to be kind of us to be sort of this exotic group and at the same time like getting to come out here and nowadays we're playing a lot of straight ahead jazz in our setting and play for audiences that maybe aren't regularly hearing jazz it's it's a lot of fun for us and this was a gig that we booked back in September of 2020 and uh, of course it got rescheduled twice and now we're back here doing four clinics for some high school students. It was really interesting yesterday. The high schoolers had great questions for the band, yeah. you know, and they had, and it was a beginning guitar class, and we had a lot of questions about improvising and where your mindset is when you're soloing. I mean, these are really deep questions. So, 
it's always fun for us to get out, do the clinic, do the performance, and get to these areas up here. So uh, anyway, just to kind of have a shorter episode today and maybe tack on if we can with a little bit of a clip of, a, of the performance, uh, we're going to try to get a good recording through our phone tomorrow when we play, uh, play our concert over at the Grizzly Peak Winery. Uh, yeah, just, it's just great to be back on the roads, great to connect with our high action audience, and things are really cooking here with New West. Um, this year we're going to have uh, a featured performance at the Rocky Mountain Archtop Festival out in Colorado, and we're hopeful that we'll be able to produce the podcast in a similar way there for everybody, perhaps maybe in a live way. Um, and uh, Peter Henriksen is helping us to get back out to Colorado, and also the Uray Performance Guild is helping us get back to the Wright Opera House in Uray. So those are going to be some fun times, and we're going to keep working on some new music. And uh, in the meantime, be sure to stay tuned to us, both on our social media with High Action and with the New West Guitar Group. And uh, be sure to check out our Patreon page. Last week, we did a big cut on hybrid picking. And uh, if, for those of you who have questions or want to get into a little bit more detail about what we're doing or have specific questions about your guitar playing, feel free to reach out to us through Patreon. It's a great place to ask us questions and also to help us bring up some topics for the High Action Podcast. So that kind of does it for the road in Oregon today, you guys. Anything else you want to add, Will, Perry? Shout out to the Hilton Garden Inn Coffee. Yeah. Hey, you know, I got to say... Hilton Garden Inn, solid. Very solid. Very solid. Really solid. And we're in this beautiful room, the Crater Lake Room. And, you know, we could be anywhere. We could be in Iowa. We could be in Wisconsin. We could be at uh, that guitar shop in, in um, Colorado. What's Steve, oh, Steve's Guitars? Steve's Guitars. Yep. Carbondale. Carbondale. Love that place, man. Oh, man. Yeah. The night that it almost burned down to the ground and we were sleeping upstairs. I felt like I was sleeping in a piece of history on that couch in the back room. Yeah. I felt like I was, I was embedded in history. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. We have too many. You see, this is the thing. Us doing episodes on being on the road, we can just go on about all of these stories, all these places. So we'll just keep it to Medford, Oregon today. Thanks for tuning into the High Action Podcast. I'm John Story. We've got Perry Smith and Will Brown here. And we'll see you guys next week. 